Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another week for You Never Studied. I am Evan, and I'm with... Hans. And we are doing another podcast. What do you know? But th- this is a little different. We're actually Saturday afternoon. Yeah, a little, we, yeah my we bad. Were, we, we've really made this a priority. We texted each other on Tuesday, and we're like, oh, we can't do it. So we're, we, we're, we had things on Thursday. <laughs> that's right. That made it difficult. But we are excited to get into today's topics, but we always want to remind everybody, if you are getting anything out of this podcast, we would encourage you to give us a nice review on your platform of choice. And more importantly than that, you can share it with your friends on the various social media outlets that you employ. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, just continue to uh, also uh, maybe, uh, you know, spread it by conventional means, like telling people. Yeah, like, hey, man, I listen to this great podcast. And it's awesome. Yeah, you should listen to it, too. And, like, yeah, send it to me. I listen to podcasts all day. Yeah, because this one is one that we uh, are are proud of. So, anyway, we are excited to have you with us for another week, and we're going to get right to our beginning segment. Didn't you know? Okay, so Hans, tell yes. me what's tell me what's going on. Oh man, what happened this week? <laughs> a lot has happened this week. <laughs> I have been pretty tired, and some of that has to do with how my week began. Had to begin driving to Fort Worth so I could do my Acts twenty nine Acts twenty nine pastor assessment. Tell tell us what that is. Yeah, so Acts twenty nine is a church planting network. That was started by the Mark Driscoll mm. of Mars Hill fame. Batting a thousand and, right now. Yeah, and Mars Hill uh, uh, not fame. So he started it. It's now overseen by a lot of people. Yeah, Matt so Chandler's got a president. board, right? Yeah, and Matt mean, Chandler's president of the Matt board. Matt Chandler's the president and is kind of moving globally. Yeah. But it's a church planning network that's kind of in the Reformed theology stream, but not Presbyterian Reformed. Why is it called Acts 29 for those that don't know? Uh, because there are 28 chapters in the book of Acts, and it's just kind of going, uh, this is like the continuing mission of planting churches, of planting churches. Preaching, preaching the gospel, and, and seeing Jesus reach people in places that they've never been. So gotcha. it's largely still a North American yeah. network. Yeah, most of the churches are in, in North America and U.S. Uh, yeah. But it is trying to branch out into be Yeah, they've global. made some inroads into some yeah. global stuff and over the last few years. And even unreached peoples. Right. So, right? Um, it's yeah, they're kind of cool. a, I've, I've read enough to know that there's a little bit of a pivot more towards that. And, yeah. And even your your predecessor at uh, yes, Genesis he's with Acts 29 is now with Acts 29 right. planning in Thailand. So, pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, and so... When I came to Genesis, they were an Acts 29 church. Hey, has it been? It hadn't been a year yet, but it's no, com- coming up. Coming up on a year. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. We can have a celebration. Oh, yeah, day. we'll do that. Mm-hmm. So Acts 29 uh, and Genesis, Genesis was planted as an Acts 29 church. Right. And in order to stay Acts 29, I had two years from the time Patrick left, because he was the assessed pastor, right? Okay. So two weeks, or two years from the time he left for me to get assessed, in order to stay in the network, right? So, so the network generally assesses and partners with church plants, right? Which, if you're, it's not really a plant like you planting plants. Uh, so, but like starting new churches. So, your church is how old? How many years? Uh, seven going on eight. Seven or eight years old, and it's. Uh, by church planting, like it's a success, like it's not dying, it's doing correct. Well. It, and it's, so it is planted. It is. It is no longer a church plant. Right, it is, is a, a church. church. Yeah. yeah. And it's now in its first pastoral transition. You are the second yeah. pastor of that church. Yeah, it's an established church. And so they have, this is the thing with Acts 29 now, it's like they're having to figure out how to get... Deal with this. Yeah, right? how to deal with pastors who are coming into Acts 29 churches versus like the first generation pastor. Because you've never planted a church. Never planted a church. You've worked in established churches. Yeah, that's kind of my bread and butter. That's what Me I know the best. Me too. Yeah. 
So uh, I told them in my interviews with Genesis, they were like, hey, we want to stay X-29. Are you willing to go through the assessment process? I was like, of course I would. So yeah. I started that pretty early, uh, probably in August, when I started on staff in August. So I think in August I started filling out the application, which is all these theological questionnaires, um, personal things, character references. I think you filled out a reference for me, I think. I did. I filled out a reference for you. And, and just for people that don't know, I, I mean, X-29 is not a denomination. It no. is a church planning network. You're opting into yeah. this. Yeah, so I have to explain the difference because it sounds like a denomination to yeah. most people. The difference between, I would say, a denomination and a network is authority, right? Yes. That's the difference. So in a denomination, there are people outside of that church who have, who wield some kind of authority within the church. Right. In most instances, that's why I consider the Southern Baptist Convention more of an association. Than a denomination. Than a denomination. Yeah, because uh, you can opt in and opt yeah. out, free association. And so yeah. – so, X-29 is a network, and it exists to partner with like-minded churches, but all the authority they can wield is removing you, but they, they can't say, you must do your church like X, or you must do this. So it's a little bit different. Right. We grew up in a denomination, a denominational right. church. We both grew up at going to the church down the street, Tomball Methodist Church, which right. is part of the United Methodist Church. Which, and so there's bishops. And, and there's they like, had their big meeting last month where it's like, what are we as a, right. every Methodist church right. going to think about this issue, this big homosexuality issue, right? Actually, nine, none of that. This is about church planning. About church planning. And but some they do have some doctrinal. Right. Yeah, they, they have, have five some, different yeah, things. Little po- points. Uh, and if you have to be that, do that. Yeah. So I'm filling out all this paperwork to join the network to get – to have Genesis stay in it, essentially. Yeah. Uh, do all that. Courtney has to fill it out. And then you have to go to an assessment conference, which is just two days of work. And then from the assessment conference, they generally fill out an assessment report, and they'll give you, like, thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs up with conditions. Oh. Uh, so they'll say, hey, we'd love to have you in the network, but please do this work. Do you first. get that right away, or does it come you after? Have a t- you have two weeks from the time the conference so is done. So you don't know. Like, you're in limbo right now. Oh, totally in limbo. Yeah, <laughs> totally in limbo. Um, uh, so, and speaking of limbo, it'll be great for part three of this, you know, when we're talking about Jordan Peele being in limbo. Uh, yeah. uh, get that? Uh, <laughs> the sunken place. Yeah, All right, no, no. So I, I do have, I have a question. So yeah, you and I, we, we grew up in a denomination. We've just said this is not a denomination. You and I mostly have worked in non-denominational yeah. Bible churches. Loosely affiliated. That are loosely anything. affiliated with whoever they want, yeah. whenever they yeah. want. Um, so... You said when you became part of Genesis mm-hmm. staff, you were like, of course, I'll, yeah. I'll be assessed and I'll do that because that's how they gain entry in, or keep entry in this sure. network. But is that something you would have pursued otherwise? Uh, like if I were to another church where I try to make it become Yeah, X-29? so say you had gone to a, another established yeah. church, whether it was you know 40 years old or 10 yeah. years old or whatever, but yeah. it was more like Tomball Bible or, or the church that we came yeah. from before the chapel. Like would you have tried to – because, That's a good question. Yeah, yeah it's so a church I, planning network, yeah. and their thing is church planning. Yeah, so I think that um, if if you have enough agreement with the network and its benefits, then yeah, sure. So I I wasn't like when I was looking for a new position, I wasn't like it must be Acts twenty nine, right? Or must be because some people to be might Acts twenty nine. Yeah, they that might way. be going right yeah. for it. But I also thought I would really like to learn from this network and be sharpened in this network. So in fact, I, I see it as a big plus to be able to join up at a church that is X 29. So I didn't come in going, this is, this is, this is a non-negotiable, like non-negotiable for me was, is it a job? Is it a yeah. job? Can you pay me enough yeah. to eat and live yeah. and take that was, care of my that kids? That was like priority one. Do uh, you believe the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. And then like, Jesus is way, Jesus God. Way down the yeah. line was, <laughs> is it X 29? Right, right, right. Right. So, so, so what'd you think? All right, so this was kind of funny because, again, we're different. They're trying to partner with church plants, mm-hmm. and they're trying to learn the established church thing. So I came in there. There were six uh, six couples, and you have to do it with your spouse if you're married. So your spouse has to come, and they're assessed as a part of it. Right. 
So there were, I believe, four churches that were being planted. There was one that was planted that was trying to become Acts 29, and then there was us that was already Acts 29 that was trying to stay there, Um, which is a little different. I come in knowing church life to a degree and having kind of established church experience, uh, having pastored for coming up on now a decade, uh, you know, two rounds of seminary. And so you're coming into it going, this is a little different. Yeah. Uh, so I would put it like day one and day two, cause it's really two days of assessment and you do preaching assessment. You do, they, you meet with your assessment team cause you have a smaller group of assessors who are coming and talking to you and okay. reading through your questionnaires. Sure. Day one, I ended and I was exhausted. I was like, I want to be done with this thing. Mm. Um, and I don't think it was any fault of Acts 29 as much as it was. There's just a lot going on at the beginning of the week that I had to get through, just like grading for school and trying yeah, to find time to do a sermon. You teach adjuncts. And so like just, just trying to – I was like, ah, this is a really poorly timed week for me to have to do this. But I also need to get done with the process. So yeah. day one, I kind of got done. I was like, I'm over this. I'm ready yeah. to go home. Uh, and then you're with your assessment team, and they're trying to feel you out, right? Like they're like So they're trying to kind of push and prod and, and, and look for cracks. And so – yeah, like in my flesh, like you kind of want to buck up, and be like, "Hey, back off!" Like, I'm not an idiot. You know, that's kind of how you feel. Like, I'm not like like yeah, sure. Does my marriage have problems? Yeah, yeah. Like, is it gonna break? Don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, so we're aware of the problems and, yeah. and actively work on them. And uh, and so so you felt kind of like that. And so so, so I guess that is like kind of the question because I mean, not, and you're not gonna toot your own horn at all, but like I know. You have two master's degrees. I mean, two like THM level master's degrees, and you have a PhD, and you have like ten years of ministry experience. So, and and I know a lot of Acts twenty nine guys are young guys. Yeah, uh, was it was it was it maybe a little weird? Did it feel like you were maybe being evaluated by guys that maybe were less experienced or less credentialed so than I, you? I didn't feel like I was being. A, I think they're they're smart and they're picking and placement of the assessors okay. to give you people who who can connect with you, right? Mm-hmm. So like when Sam Storms, who's pastors in Oklahoma, when he sure. joined Acts twenty nine, right? Like Matt Chandler is one of his assessors because you're not going to hand him to like a thirty year old pastor. Right. You're going to hand him to the people who are like the leaders of the network because they. So, He's so a, yeah, you want yeah, the assessment. Uh, the director of assessment read does a little bit of work to kind of go, who can I get? Get that would partner make, with these people that would okay. be mo- the most That's beneficial. Good. That's good. And so he does that. And so in that regard, like there is a, you know, a moment of, of like, confession that I always had to kind of stay with, which is you can get cynical. You can get kind of yeah. Like, there's hey, some fleshly come, responses yeah, you can there. Get that, fleshly about it and be like, yeah. you know, I I I am aware of you know. You can't not be aware of yeah. all of the time and effort that you've already yeah. put into ministry yeah. and marriage school can be hard and, and this and, is yeah. difficult <laughs> like yeah stuff. and so yeah. you're like i get it you know yeah. um so there was that part of it but then the, the really humbling and the i want to learn from you thing is you guys know church planting i don't yeah so you're that's familiar different. and these churches are to use the word missional like these churches are often better at reaching people for jesus than in my giftedness and maybe just my comfort level i am so day one i was exhausted emotionally because like i'm just trying to like be like can we just get done and then day two, really after I did my preaching assessment, because you all have to preach, and you okay. break up Ephesians, and so I was preaching the first sermon of three, not three sermons. Do they give you lead time on that? Yeah. Or are they, they going, they, like... Well, they give it to you, but I didn't take it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah, that's right. You sent me your outline. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Uh, that Hans was, did not really do... That was made on Monday. Yeah, that's right. Or Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I got to get this thing done. Um, so, so they... You get your passage, and everybody's preaching through Ephesians, and there's one guy who's kind of assessing and leading the other assessors and, and giving you feedback on your on your sermon. Like, okay. It was good. Like yeah. I, I'll say, I, like like in fact, um, I, I have a leg up, or maybe not a leg up. I have ex- seven years of like full time preaching experience, so it wasn't like oh shoot, I don't yeah. even know how to craft. Right, a sermon. right, right. Yeah. Uh, but 
because of the bent and the the kind of the missional angle of Acts 29, the feedback they gave me was not on content, was not on structure, but it was on like, hey, I think you missed some opportunities in this passage to 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 talk to people who may be questioning God, yeah. don't know the Lord. And here are some simple ways that you could have made some room in your sermon for that cool. person. Yeah. Um and it it was in that moment, which was like halfway through day two, where I was like This is helpful. This is yeah. this is why I want to be a part of the yeah, network, yeah, yeah. right? Cool. I need people who can hear my sermons create because there is sort of like you guys aren't going to if i do have something going on with my marriage you guys aren't going to be the ones that are going to help me crack it or no yeah Yeah. so so when i I was like please then then you go okay like help me help me get better at some of these things because i really i really need that and so i think at, at that moment in time then you feel like all right now i i i don't just stay acts 29 because genesis is X forty nine? I kind of have to do it perfunctory, uh-huh. uh, perfunctorily, perfunctorily, perfunctorily. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it was much more like, um, now I know. Like these people are for me, and the day one you're trying to figure out are they for me or and to what degree, and they're kind of poking and prodding, and yeah. you're like, this is. Did it feel like you were getting interviewed for a job you already had? Uh, yes, a good question. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about, about it like that. Uh, maybe to a degree, yeah, you know, like yeah. I, you know, I even asked in my assessment interview beforehand, I was like, so worst case scenario, what's going to happen if you think mm. I stink? Like, it's a good question. You're going right? to tell me that. Are they going like, to email your elders and be like, Hey, we're not sure about this guy. Because yeah. then it does start to kind of be like, they're not a denomination with any authority, but now they're speaking into another church's hiring choice, right. and choice and, and, like for and, calling a senior pastor. And so they were honest and kind of said, is there, you know, in like the end game 17 million options, right? Like the Avengers thing, like mm-hmm. there, he, there, there is a world that exists where I mm-hmm. would have whiffed and they would have discovered some stuff about me. That sure. Have, yeah. Yeah. And, and so like, absolutely. They have to, they we're have not to going into this thinking that. that like you're just in, uh, but we also trust Acts 29 elder boards and we right. do, we like in their decisions. And so what we really want to do is help. And I think what they're going to start doing, if I, if I understand correctly, and this would be hugely beneficial is they're going to create assessment processes for guys like me. So guys that are coming right. into an established church that's already been planted. Which is going to be more necessary, this, yeah. right? Like as the, as it, the network is it matures, grows, right? Yeah. So that's a process of maturing. And so, right? they, you know, and they were like, we, you know, we, we, we want to consider that as a way to go. And if they go that route, um, as a way to assess, then I think it's going to be that that much more significant because now, if, if I'm envisioning in a certain way, I don't know if this is how it would happen. They would be meeting with me, and they would be looking at our church, and they would say, "Hans, here are some ways that you can help lead Genesis, okay, right, to hmm. continue to live out faithful church planting. Here are some areas where maybe mis- missionally you're weak. Here are some areas theologically where you could be strengthened. Like, like they would, they would kind of, they would kind of have a holistic, right? So they're not, approach. they're no longer telling you how to plant a church. Now they're telling you how to sustain a church and keep it focused on reaching people for Jesus. Okay, and if they do that, it would be huge. Yeah. It would be huge. That and, would be and, really and, helpful and as churches mature. I was like, hey guys, if you ever do this like please let talk me, to me like, i would like to help. i was like uh, you always have to like be like humble and be like well let me uh <laughs> you know let me get my I mean, if i get in you yeah. know yeah oh well, yeah like you know let me do my however many years and you know my pound of x29 flesh yeah, before uh, i do that but i would be i would be in so so what's next uh, there, so next yeah. so I, ha- I have two weeks to get my assessment report okay. they've already told me some things that they're going to want me to do okay. my assessment team says hey, so like conditions or yeah something? they've kind of give me some conditions so they you know they like they're going to say Hans, we want you to maybe read some of these things. Sure. One of the things was like, we want you to go to counseling personally, just as a leader, and we want you to go to marriage counseling only because we think that would help as you transition. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, sure, like, I'm in. If yeah. you think those are good if things. If anybody is like, go to marriage counseling, I should just be like, cool. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's help, great. always helpful. I agree. 
So, uh, yeah. so yeah. So like, I'll get my report and it'll give me how it should look. Um, I told the church last Sunday, I kind of joke with them. I'm like, if I'm not here next Sunday, you know it went badly. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they, they just sell you down yeah. the river or something. Yeah. If somebody uh. else is preaching, you know that something bad happened. Uh, so, I, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, you're not expecting that, but I'll hear back and I'll get some feedback on, like, this is what we would like you to do going forward as an established gotcha. church. Uh, and an established church pastor. So thumbs thumbs up, general. All in all, yeah. yeah. And if you fit the Acts twenty nine ilk, right? If you can kind of fit those distinctions, um, which you I, definitely do in your khaki pants and tucked in shirts. Yeah, it's not a, it's not an attire. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I yeah. don't know. I I would totally. Where's your beard? Totally. I okay. Last <laughs> last story before we we transition. Uh, but like, I was talking to a guy and he was like, he said, "Tell me, uh, what." What about your church? Like, you're in Spring. Is there another church there yeah, in Spring that's, like, you know, that you're familiar with? And I was like, no, there's no other Act 29 church in Spring. He's like, no, 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 like, guy with a beard and, like... I was like, oh, you mean Patrick? Yeah, you mean the previous guy <laughs> yeah. from... Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. And he's like, yeah, Patrick, where's Patrick? I was like, yeah, I'm kind of the new Patrick. Yeah, I'm the new Patrick. He's going to Thailand. <laughs> he's doing the other thing you guys are excited about. That's So funny. that was really funny. Yeah. But, it was, but I actually like, uh, I you know, to kind of tie it off, one of my, it, this shouldn't be one of my favorite things, but at least in going on the weekend, having the time with Courtney, getting assessed, hearing all that feedback, the drive back and forth is actually one of my favorite things because I get some time to like listen to books and do things that I haven't been able to do before. Uh, and I got to finish up uh, a really good book. Oh, and uh, that's going to lead us to our next segment. Hit the books. Yeah, so I read, uh, I think it was actually from Brian Loritz. If you don't know who he is, he's a I do know who California. Brian Loritz is. Yeah, we did, uh, yeah, we did Winter Conference. Him, yeah. I learned about him. So he, he, I believe it's called Crew now. Yeah, a Crew thing. Um, so I think it was him on Twitter. Sometimes he'll tweet out yeah. uh, books he's reading. Yep. And there was one called Made, M-A-I-D. Made, right? like yeah. somebody that cleans. Right, uh, by Stephanie Land. And so she is, she wrote a memoir. I'm kind of in a memoir mood. Yeah, you've been year. doing that a lot. You yeah, did that this with is my third Com- memoir. Comey. Yeah, yeah my third memoir. I have another one coming. Clinton. It'll be five. Yeah. So, so a fifth one coming. So I've just enjoyed listening to people's stories uh, and, and how they So you did, did this via Audible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or Libby. Libby, right? yeah, yeah, the library one. So I, I, t- I probably finished it in less than a week. Okay. Um, and got to finish it on the way up. And it's really a book about a single mom with a baby who is trying to make ends meet in life, and she becomes a maid in order to try and make ends meet. And through it, she's kind of talking about the houses that she cleans. She's talking about the experiences that she has. She's talking about uh, what it's like to be working poor is kind of the way that she puts it. So, okay. we're, like, Yeah, that's a term that gets yeah, thrown around, I the working make ends poor. Meet. People that are not just poor, destitute, no-job, right. homeless. but like, and, and I'm trying to make ends yeah. meet. I'm trying to, you know... I'm trying to be on government assistance, stay on it, but also get off of it. But if I get off of it, I won't make enough to actually make ends meet. So doing the math every year or every every you know few months to be sure that I'm you know, where I need to be. And I just want to listen to it because I needed. I think it's good to read things outside of your tribe, yeah, outside abso- of your world, absolutely. and like not like a missionary biography or something like that. I was like, I just need to hear. Those uh, are cool too, everyone. Yeah, I have a, well, yeah. I have a lot of respect for Brian Loritz and things that he would yeah. suggest. Um, and I was just like, let me let me listen to this thing. Yeah. And so I listened through it, and it's uh, told by her, right? So I'm I'm hearing how she was writing it, which yeah, is yeah. always helpful, you know. When I'm hearing her now, tone. the author isn't the person. It's like a is it is did she write? it? She wrote it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's her memoir because she's okay. wanted to be a writer. Oh, okay. And so it kind of follows her journey while she's going to school part time. Gotcha. I thought make, it was like interview based. No, 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 no. Trying to make it work, and then she ends up kind of you know becoming a writer. This is her book, okay. uh, made and 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 how how all that worked together. So, um, 
I really liked it for I think two reasons. One is just to see her perspective. Yeah, right? obviously, like, like you said, out, outside into, of uh, yeah. yeah, your world, and in, in that it shows you some blind spots, right? Okay. Like it, it makes you makes you kind of go, I didn't think about that. I've never considered that, right? Like. Um, and so, she, but you, you listen to how she thinks about life and how she processes the decisions she has to make. You go, this is all new to me. Like this is incredibly different. Uh, so I think those things are helpful just because it gets me out of how I think about it. Right, puts you into the shoes of a lot of people. It was a little weird, I would say, because she talks about the houses and she gives every house a name. Yeah, like it's the sad house and it's the this house and it's the that house. And so <clears throat> I thought. That it felt would be a, weird. It may be invasive if your maid wrote that about you. Yeah, it would be weird to be in somebody's book, right? Like yeah. even anonymously, yeah. that would make me uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, so that part of it was a little bizarre to to kind of be be like a fly on the wall in somebody else's house through the eyes of a of a maid. Sure. Uh, that, so that might be a, a criticism. That made me with. a little uncomfortable. But I think the thing that was the most interesting because when I showed you the book, you saw this. It's like the Amazon, Amazon reviews, reviews are. All over the place. Yeah. They're all over the place on this book. And I think it shows just how polarizing this uh, kind the talk about poverty and yeah, poverty, and government and, assistance, yeah. raising a family, decision. Yeah, like, and I, I have a I have a window into this. I looked I looked at these and they really yeah. were like almost like some of them were really caustic and nasty. Like towards towards the the writer of the book, they were like, yeah. "Man, she just made terrible decisions. That's why she's here." Kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it, and I think she would. I have not read the book, but I mean, I think the some of the charitable reviews were like, I mean, she self admittedly does make not great right. decisions that put her there, but she also is kept down, even when she's trying to make good decisions, just by virtue of being poor. Right. 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 And so that's kind of the tension that exists in the book is like, can you get back from your bad decisions? Do we live in a world where the system actually allows for that? A big part was like, I'm so poor that the assistance that the government gives me, I have to make this amount of money or less. Right. right? Or, and if I make too much, then it goes right over and, and then I lose that assistance and I'm worse off. Yeah, now I can't eat now and make I can't, ends meet. Now I can't eat. And things like or, some of the people, like we talked about the diamond ring. Right? Yeah, like, somebody like, was like, so she like, got a $4,000 tax for refund and she bought a diamond ring. And I was like, well, first off, it was and, a $200 And they didn't ring. say that yeah, in the right. review either. It's kind of straw man. Like she's bought, I was assuming she bought a $4,000 yeah. ring and I was no. like, well, that was very dumb yeah, if she like, did that. You know? And so, but I just go like splurging, yeah, right, like splurging off of four thousand dollars is a ring for two hundred. Yeah. Whereas we're like four thousand dollars, sweet. I can put a down payment on or whatever. A I minivan, can, which is yeah, what I did. I can my I can help pay tuition yeah. for my kids' private school. Like we look at it in a totally different realm. Right. And, and, and so I just think the concept, the whole idea of um, reading in, like, like we just assume so much about why people are where they are. Definitely. And and, and why they stay where they are. Right. And, and, and we always assume that. If I were in that situation, I would do work or better. I, I like I would handle it better. I would know how to get out of that. I would never or I would never get into that situation. And that's what you feel even as you read people review it. It's this whole idea of like I, I wouldn't have done that. I I when we became foster parents, the a big wake up call for me was just kind of realizing where foster parents exist because not everybody lives like you live. Not everybody makes the same choices yeah, that you make, and sure. not everybody has the same you know, life and upbringing that you had. And, you, and, you know, people are going to get triggered or whatever if I say privileges that I had. But I, I did grow up with a, a two parents in the yeah. home. I did grow up going and getting a good education. I, you know, my parents weren't addicted to drugs. Like there were, there sure. were things that I had that a lot of people, a lot of parents that are bio parents in the foster system don't have. Right. And as we've interacted with um, both We've seen both both sides of that, though. We've seen, in, in the case of, like, our ch- children's bio mom, 
somebody that's had kind of chance after chances has just continued to not be able to right, functionally right. get the right help that she needs to do the things that she needs to do. But we've also seen other people in her life and in her orbit that have relationships with us and with our kids that had a lot of the same stuff stacked against them that are doing a lot better. Right. But but still run into things that I don't run into, you know, um, because of either choices that they've made or just the hand that they got dealt. Right. And that's and, the part you and, miss, and right? And that's like, the part that you miss. Like, sometimes it's not just like, oh, well, this is America and anything can happen. There, there are no cats in America. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, there, there's cats in America and it's hard. The streets aren't paved with cheese, American right. tale. Like, stuff is hard here. And sometimes... Uh, no matter what you do, you come up against systemic things that that make it even harder for you uh, than than you realize. Yeah, and and, that, and so it is important to remember that. And I'm, it sounds like your book it does. Did, so so I would just well. I would say, hey, you should consider reading this book if you want to grow in compassion. You want to be made uncomfortable about, and things, you want yeah. to, like, and you just want to kind of reflect and go, is this, you know, and and, and really challenge what you might believe. Right, you're going to kind of be left feeling good, feeling bad, and feeling compassion, right? Good. Like it does all those things in it. So I thought it was really good and it was good to kind of finish up. I'd encourage you to listen. That's awesome. Or read. And, and, and all of that compassion has made me want to talk about scary things. Yeah, so I'm let's, ready, man. let's go to the next segment. Study break. Okay. So Hans, I, uh, I watched Jordan Peele's new twilight zone, right? Jordan Peele of he, he did, um, the last two movies he's done. He, of course he did the acclaimed movie, get out, yeah. which everybody that has seen is like, loves and yeah. Andrea and I are among them and, and you and court watched it mm-hmm, and liked mm-hmm. it. And he also just did us, which was uh, a scarier slashier. Like, I haven't seen it, but one, two, but right. still, but still I think kind of twilight zone esque. And I would put uh, I like twilight zone adjacent. Uh, also is, uh, 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 get out. Both of those could are yeah. almost like long. Why do you think he's so popular right now? It's kind of a big deal. Well, I, th- I, I think he's hitting a, I think he tells really good stories. Okay. So number one, storytelling is really good. Yeah. Um, but, but he does what Twilight Zone, the best Twilight Zones do, which is they, they tell a story and also make you think about some sort of social issue or some oh, sort of okay. moral issue. Okay. So, so he's coming so out he's with got, Twilight Zone. He's, there, there's, there's subtext to what he does that makes okay. it, you know, more important viewing than just throwaway stuff. All right. So tell me a little bit about your right, Twilight Zone All right. Experience. So Twilight Zone, so, so, it's on CBS All Access, so there's a little bit of a paywall <laughs> to get to it. Okay. Um, so the first thing you need to know is if you don't have – it's not CBS regular. You can't turn on your local CBS station, which is like 11 here, I think, on everybody's thing. Yeah. It's not going to show up. you got to pay 7 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month if you want no commercials. Um, but you can sign up for a free tier, and I really like Twilight Zone. I grew up watching Twilight Zone with my dad, uh, New, Year's <laughs> e- New Year's Eve. Sometime probably when I was like nine or ten, yeah, uh, we started watching it. You know, they so would there's do an affection. Yeah, so I just have like it. a nostalgia and an affection yeah. for it, and and I, so I know a lot of the episodes. Uh, you know, um, and and it's been remixed before. It got remixed in the '80s. It's been remixed uh, as a movie that I think Steven Spielberg kind of served as like a curator and okay. editor of. But this is the newest 2019 sort of iter- iteration. And I watched the first episode. I've only watched one episode, and it stars a uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Who is like um, a comedian that's in Silicon Valley? He had a breakout movie from Amazon called The Big Sick, and he is a comedian, and he plays a stand-up comedian. Okay, 
Um, and and it, he does his thing, and he's not very good. And and uh, uh, it pans over, and Jordan Peele is sitting there like Rod Serling is in the <laughs> yeah. old ones, and he's like, imagine. And he's almost doing the voice, too, because he does impressions yeah, and all yeah. that. So, but he does, it's serious. You know, like, he's not, it's not, like, sketchy. Sure. It, it worked for me. I didn't have a problem. I liked that it did it. They kept the format, and then yeah. it's like, imagine a world where everything you want is at your fingertips. Okay. Kind of thing, and then in the so Twilight throwback. Zone. Yeah, yeah, it's very much a throwback. But the, the, the idea behind it, I'm not going to, like, spoil the whole thing, but the idea behind it is he meets... Another comedian in the bar who's like a legend guy that kind of dropped off the face of the earth and he's just sitting next to him and he's like, hey man, I'd love to have notes from a set. And it's Tracy Morgan. Um, <laughs> but Tracy Morgan's kind of like mysterious, you know, like okay. puff of smoke, Tracy Morgan. Of course. And, and he's like, because it's Twilight Zone. And yeah. he's like, you and need to Tracy put more, your, more of yourself out there. Don't be so political. Like tell personal stories. That's what people are going to connect with. And it's about connecting. And, and if you want it all, He's like, if you want it all, if you want people to love you, you got to put yourself out there. You got to tell stories, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so when he starts doing that, whatever he brings to the table gets erased from his life. So whatever he puts in the act is then gone. gone. So he like talks about his nephew and then his like oh, goes no. home and his nephew. Well, he talks about his dog first. And then he talks about his nephew. Like back to the future. The yeah. It's like they're getting erased right. and nobody remembers but him. And so then he starts oh, like, that's cool. Yeah, it's actually really cool. And it's a morality play. And then he's like, well, I can't like get rid of people that I love and care about. So then he starts going on Facebook and trying to find all the people that bullied him and stuff oh, like that. No. And so, so again, this is Jordan P. And I don't think he writes or directs all these anyway, but he curated this story okay. and edited this story. And, uh, and, uh, I, that's the only one I've seen and it worked pretty well. It wasn't amazing. It's not the best Twilight Zone I've now, seen. Somebody, it was an entertainment Wheatley or some, like somebody, you, yeah, really poo pooed like, on yeah, it like, and just, they were like, said, this didn't work. You disagreed with that. And I disagree with that. I think it was a good first step. It was definitely probably, I'm hoping I shouldn't say definitely probably, but probably not the strongest episode in the, in the collection of 10. I think there are, okay. but like the next one is a redo or a remix of, um, nightmare at 27 or 20,000 okay. feet. Except it's called nightmare at 30,000 feet. Cause planes fly higher now. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and it stars, uh, Ben from parks and rec, Adam oh, Scott, gosh, yeah. but he, in a serious role. And that's the other thing that's weird. Like this guy is a comedian. So is Jordan Peele. Like, and it's a lot of his comedian friends in serious roles. Okay. Just like he's, so he's almost, I think, Bridging that divide a little bit of okay. comedy and seriousness. Yeah. So anyway, I would encourage people to check it out. Again, I know it's paywalled behind CBS All Access, but if you like Twilight Zone and one-off stories that sure. you can just throw on, it was creepy but not scary. Yeah. That kind of it yeah. still feels similar. It's not like Get Out or Us where it gets like whoa off the. At least not the first one is not yeah. like that. So Twilight Zone. It's, it's rebooted. If you like that kind of thing, Evan recommends it uh, so far. I can't recommend it, but I'm glad that you do. I'm yeah. glad that you got to see it. So check it out. Read Made. Get Assessed by Axe 29. <laughs> you can do any of those things from this episode. So we're really glad to have had you with us for this most recent episode of You Never Studied. Remember to like us, uh, follow us, share us, go on the website, and we will look forward to being with you next week.